Welcome to a Memorial Day edition of Not Rocket Science, the show that talks about the intersectional relationship between culture, business, and technology. Although I haven't really been on the on the tech crunch lately or the uh, Mashable or the Wall Street Journal or the Bloomberg Business, I just... Maybe it's because it's a long holiday weekend. I don't know. I just have not been all up in it as normal. I've kind of taken a break a little bit. I'm still seeing stuff on Twitter and everything, but I'm just, I don't know. I feel like I need a break from that stuff. And I feel like when you need a break, you should take a break. Because otherwise, you're just going through the damn motions and nobody be liking that. Good luck starting a business going through the motions. Good luck getting that job you want going through the motions, etc. So my whole thing is take a damn break. And that's what I've been doing. So what I did instead was try to go to the beach. Yeah, man. Yesterday I tried to go to the beach and my trip wound up on the cover of the New York Post. How about that shit? Yeah, me and the girlfriend were like, hey... Memorial Day weekend, let's go to the beach. That's what you do on Memorial Day weekend, right? You go to the damn beach. It's sunny, it's nice. Wrong, wrong. Oh my God, what a pain in the ass yesterday was. So, first we're like, oh, the ferry's three stops away from us. Let's take the subway. We go the subway closed closed on weekends the subway's closed on weekends and it skips our stop all right whatever let's call an uber call an uber uber comes takes us to the ferry stop it's in the weirdest area of all time in brooklyn there's nothing but old ass warehouses and the armory nearby we go to the ferry jam-packed the ferry that just came decided to not even pick anyone up at our stop because so many people got on on Wall Street because the route is Wall Street, where I am in Brooklyn, and then Far Rockaway, or Rockaway Beach, that is where the beach is. Now, I apologize so far for this podcast being so freaking New York. It has just been so New York so far. This is like a bad comedy set where the comedian only talks about New York humor or Boston humor or L.A. humor. So anyone that's out of town doesn't get the joke. So I'm going to break this down real quick so everyone quite understands what's going on here. There's Rockaway Beach. It's in Queens. It is the only beach that is um, accessible by the public transit system in New York City. That means ferries and the subway. The subway has stops 
in Rockaway. The ferry goes to Rockaway. So it's the beach that New Yorkers in Manhattan, uh, Brooklyn, parts of Queens. But basically it's the beach New Yorkers go to because it's the most accessible because a lot of people in New York don't drive because you don't really need to drive in the city. And personally, I've always been a little apprehensive about going to Rockaway because to me it just beach time and New York City to me just don't mesh together very well as a concept. So a beach in New York City to me has always just been like, no thank you. I'd rather go to the beach less and go to nicer places in Long Island, in Jersey, etc. Or on trips, you know, Miami, California, obviously you go to the beach there. So to me, Rockaway, I'm just like, you can have it. Um, But because I realized how close it was to the ferry, I'm like, all right, let's give it a shot, whatever. (sighs) Big mistake. But I just want to lay some context down so people actually understand what I'm going to be whining about for the next five minutes. So we're waiting in line with all these people. The next ferry comes. We are the last two people to get on. And there's only like 30 people that actually were able to get on. And there's probably like 70 people waiting. So we get on the ferry. Jam-packed. Nowhere to sit. So we stand. We stand on this ferry. It says the ride's a half hour. Nope. 50 minutes. That's fine, though. We're standing on a ferry. Closer we get to Rockaway, the cloudier it becomes. It goes from sunny to cloudy, and it drops like 15 degrees. So now it's like 73-ish degrees outside. Whatever. It's cloudy. We get to the beach. We're walking around. We're on the boardwalk. Every food place is jam-packed. The bathrooms all have lines. Um, The beach itself, not too bad. Not too bad. Rockaway Beach, the actual beach... Not too bad. The rest of it, you can have it. You can have it. Rockaway Beach is like Bushwick by the water. That's all it is. It is, I do not get the hype. Everyone's like, you should go to Rockaway. It's so nice. Everyone goes there, tells me I should go. And I'm like, man, there's no way Rockaway Beach is nicer than like Shore Towns in Jersey or even Long Island. They're like, no, it's so nice. You just take the subway and you're at the beach. You can drink on the subway. It's awesome. Nope, no, no, no. Rockaway Beach is shitty part of Bushwick on the water. That's all it is. It's the part of Bushwick I cannot stand on the water. All the people are from Bushwick. That's why on the way back, everyone got out at the stop where the L train connects It's like just run-down industrial awfulness on the beach. There's like six restaurants. None of them had any availability, which I understand. It's because of Memorial Day. But I wouldn't want to go to any of them even on a regular day. The pizza place was mediocre. The Rockaway Surf Club place that everyone raves about is just a shitty bar with an outside area. Jam-packed. So you're like a sardine drinking pbr a bunch of pasty bushwick motherfuckers with shitty tattoos it is awful i moved out of east williamsburg to escape that i don't want that at the beach 
anymore. No, 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 no. But you know what? I ain't hating. It's all good. Whatever. Then it rains. It starts to rain. We can't get a restaurant anywhere. The beach is done. No one's hanging at the beach anymore. The ferry ride back, the line was probably a thousand people deep. No exaggeration. That is why it was the front page of the New York Post today. There was literally a thousand people plus waiting for the damn ferry. So we're like, screw that. Take the subway. Subway's jam-packed, but not as bad as the uh, as the ferry. And it becomes like dark. It's raining so much. And then it starts downpouring on everybody. Everyone packs it in. You feel like you're at um, a subway or something to get out of a music festival. That's how many people were waiting for this damn thing. And we got... We went late, and that's the only reason we were able to get there in the first place. We went at like 3. We got to Rockaway around 4.30-ish, I want to say. We were out of there by 6.30. We were so bored. The highlight was it became so cold that my girlfriend needed a sweater, so we went into some like discount woman's clothing shop that was playing like Disney music. And there were all these like obviously shitty bootleg payless of clothing ass shirts for girls. There's like all these shirts that was like just were black shirts with white writing that was like melanin queen, but it was spelled wrong and stuff like that. That was the best thing I encountered in Rockaway the entire time I was there. The shitty discount woman's clothing store. That was the highlight. Um, there was food places on the sorry excuse for what they call a boardwalk. There's no boardwalk. It's it's concrete. They have a concrete boardwalk. It doesn't even make sense. Uh, there were some food spots there. That was like a shitty snack bar kind of thing. But they were all packed. Jam-packed. No seating. Everyone was there. And I don't know. To me, what kills it is just the area around the beach is just big-ass project-like apartment buildings everywhere just brown ugly ass buildings and it just kind of ruins the whole beach scene because you just look back and you're like oh yeah all right this is a shitty new york city outskirt for sure that's what it looks like when you're not looking at the water that's what you're looking at and that's what it feels like so you know what uh rockaway you can have it i know surfers get super touchy-feely about rockaway and i'm sorry guys about this being such a new york centric podcast so far this is but anyone who's curious about new york probably not listening to this podcast but regardless rockaways where all the surfers hang because it's the only beach and you can take the subway work in the city surf on the weekends whatever and they're like don't come to rockaway because surfers are very protective obviously it's the same thing with hawaii all the surfers are like gringo don't surf here same shit in rockaway except these are all people that moved to new york to become actors or whatever and they're not really new yorkers or maybe they are i don't know point being is surfers love rockaway and you can fucking have it keep it ride those damn waves until it goes underwater for all i care have at it i will not be coming back rockaway but it really uh man it was quite the disaster the ferry ride yesterday was um 
making a lot of people unhappy. A lot of people got skipped. They couldn't rely on it. And there's this big issue with supply and demand when it comes to the ferry system in New York. Where basically it has to do with the same corporate horse shit you hear over and over again where people just lie about what they're doing. Because for years, the organization that creates like the ferry and the whole operations and everything, they're called the EDC, which is funny because you think it's the Electric Daisy Carnival, but it's not. It's the Economic Development Corporation. For years, they've been saying that they're going to expand the ferry service and add more boats when needed, and they don't even ever come close to doing that. And they say, like, we're reached maximum capacity of what we can fulfill and blah, blah, blah. Yet people are waiting an hour and a half to take the ferry and are mad and go and complain to the New York Post about it. Um, so to me, this is just t- typical New York political ineptness in a nutshell. But, like, to me, the takeaway is you got to communicate. If you suck... Just admit you suck, and that'll do better with the public than hiding and giving out bullshit boilerplate PR statements. I don't know why companies do this, or organizations, government committees, etc. do this over and over again, where they just give wishy-washy answers that, in their minds, don't paint them in a corner. But, like, you're better off being painted in an honest, shitty corner than an unhonest safe corner that everyone sees right through as bullshit. And I, I, I read this article today. First of all, I laughed when I saw that it was the front page of the New York Post. And then, to me, it was just sad. It was sad reading that. And then they had no plans to fix it. This, so today, there was just as much ferry service as there was yesterday, even though it was a massive shit show. People were waiting an hour and a half for the damn ferry. Luckily, I didn't have to endure any of that. We got on with uh, maybe waiting 15 minutes, which wasn't so bad. But we went late, so we missed the initial wave. But going back, that line looked absolutely crazy. Like, you're waiting at least an hour, at least, if not an hour and a half, maybe even two hours. It looked incredible. It was longer than any roller coaster line i've ever seen in my life i'm like just take the fucking subway guys jesus but anyway we got back we were happy we got back we had mexican food hung out and this is what i've done in my memorial day weekend so far went to the beach for two hours and watched hours upon hours of videos on youtube about las vegas buffets let me tell you all right let me actually just paint the scene a little paint the scene give it some context maybe give it some half-assed business argument so it fits the show content a little bit because i just want to talk about this for a second i want to talk about this um so i'm going on vacation to vegas in two weeks two weeks and what i like to do is when I'm going somewhere, I like to watch videos on YouTube about the place I'm going to. Even though I've been to Vegas, you know, I've been to Vegas multiple times, but still, just to kind of like get in the zone, I like to watch videos on YouTube. And I don't feel like that's that unique. I think um, most people might do that. I don't know, maybe not. But 
oh my god i went down we went down me and my girlfriend went down the worst rabbit hole of all time and it made me think about a lot of things it made me think about life made me think about what i'm doing questioning what i'm doing because there is somebody on youtube getting anywhere from 15 to a million views on their video okay where all they do this is all they do is they go to a buffet at a Las Vegas hotel stuff their face and leave the worst reviews of all time in terms of level of detail and description. This is the show. This guy, this middle-aged guy who has the creepiest eyes when it comes to eating I've ever seen in my life, goes to the buffet, shows literally every item that you can get in the buffet, like goes through the whole buffet without getting anything and just lists off every single food item, then gets a plate, gets all giddy, stuffs his plate with meat. It's always meat at first, too. This dude's one plate, this was his one plate at the Bellagio. He had fried chicken, prime rib, mashed potatoes, sirloin steak, oxtail stew, and ham collard greens on one plate. And that was the first plate. And then he had three more plates plus dessert. The guy's like... He's one of these guys that could be like 38 but looks 52 because he treats his body like crap. And all he does is eat like a six-year-old and then says like, ooh, that was really good actually. Oh, that's kind of good. Oh, it's a little it's a little slimy but the flavor is good. Oh, that was really good. Oh, this buffet is really good for the price. Everything's just real. Like there's no level of detail, no level of description. He's just eating five plates of shit. And doing an intro and outro. And that's the whole video. So after he eats the meat, he eats an entire plate of Indian food. And after he eats the Indian food, he eats an entire plate of pizza and Italian food. And after he eats the Italian food, he eats the other meat that he missed on his first plate. And then after that, he eats dessert, which is usually like strawberry shortcake, three different kinds of ice cream, and like rice pudding or some shit he's eating probably five to six thousand calories every time he sits down and is totally oblivious about it because he's like who eats healthy at a buffet (laughs) like that's like his whole shtick is he like just eats unhealthy and is aware of it but likes it and i'm like (sighs) his fandom has to be because he looks like somebody that goes to a vegas buffet eats alone and then goes off and like murders children or something. Like that's the only reason why he has to be this popular. And I'm not hating, man. I'm actually it gave me hope. You know what I mean? Like if this guy can have this big of a following, 
this is a plus for the internet. You know what I mean? But the guy, he just has this like he people in his freezer kind of vibe to him. It's either that or you know he's just oblivious. He's just a vanilla oblivious dude doing his thing, and God bless him. But my spidey senses were tingling. They oh were they tingling? Because that guy, something, something is all. I don't know what it is. There's something about him. But I think that is why he is so popular. I think, like, there's this big joke and people just get sucked into how ridiculous this thing is. I don't know the name off the top of my head, but just look up, like, anything about a Vegas buffet on YouTube and you'll find it. There's a million videos with this dude. Check it out. It is the most insane thing I've ever seen. And I watched it probably for eight hours. All in all, I probably watched, I'm probably eight hours deep into this guy stuffing his fucking face at Vegas buffets. I don't know why I talk about business anymore. I should just do that. I should just videotape myself stuffing my face at takeout spots, bodegas, restaurants. Because my man is killing it and good for him. Good for him, but man, talk about riches and niches. This might be the best example of that I've ever seen in my life. This dude's killing it on YouTube by eating fucking buffet prime rib over and over again. Sort of describing it as a, from a restaurant reviewer standpoint, but not really. And uh, rinse, wash, repeating. I mean, I get it. On one hand, I get it. I understand, like, Vegas is one of the biggest tourist cities in the whole world. People like me are YouTubing about the city when there's anticipation about going. His ass shows up on the search results because he has all the hotel names as keywords in his uh, description and title. And you watch it. You're like, holy shit, this guy is either the simplest person in the world or he is a murderer or he, like, gets trains run on him by the Blue Man Group right after he's done with his buffet. I don't know which one it is, but the fact that these are all options is pretty intriguing, right? Some guy that, like, is a hardcore swinger and deep into the Vegas scene, and this is what he does, like on his extracurricular time and he's just all up in the crazy swinger scene of Vegas which is probably very dark like like dark dark like release the fucking cracking dark spice dark he's either that he's either just the nicest most innocent simplest guy in the world doing what he loves in life which is eating buffets i guess and i hope that's the case because good for him do the damn thing my man or three he's an axe murderer and this is just his ritual before he murders somebody i don't know but it's intriguing all right and i think that's why i fell into the rabbit hole so uh it makes sense. There's intrigue. I think it's unintentional, but there's intrigue with the main subject of the video. 
I guess you learn something about buffets, which I is sort of valuable, maybe. And uh, it's about a city that is a major tourist attraction, so people are looking for these videos anyway, and they just probably fall down the same rabbit hole I fall down into when he all of a sudden averages 100,000 views per video. I think his biggest video has like 1.1 million views, and it's the video where he just runs down the top five buffets in Vegas. So that one actually is valuable. And that one I could see organically just being a big thing because people want to do buffets in Vegas, I guess, and those are the top five, like, supposedly, off what this guy thinks. But the other ones, the ones, the, the, the in-between, the ones that are getting, like, 100K, 200K, 300K views, there's no way people are... And then he also has, like, almost 60K subscribers... There's no way people are watching multiple of those videos and subscribing without what I just talked about being part of the deal. But to me, I'm like, shit, man. If I don't like comparing myself to anyone else. I never like doing that. But I'm in the wrong damn niche because I should be doing that shit with that guy who is now my favorite YouTube personality. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's crazy. Like, you always hear, like, riches and niches for starting your own business and blah, 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 how to scale effectively in a blue ocean without competition and blah, 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 blah. And you got this, you got my man on YouTube just eating buffets, collecting them ad dollars like it's nothing. And I'm like, to me, that's the real riches and niches. That is the real riches, and none of this business e-commerce drop shipping on the blockchain through Facebook ad baloney. Riches and niches is my man eating shitty prime rib for the world to see, smiling about it, having these visceral reactions with his eyes every time he eats something that tastes good. When he tastes good, he gets startled. He gets fucking startled. He'll eat something and he'll smile like his newborn baby out of nowhere said its first words or something. Like he has these weird visceral reactions to food. And I think it adds to some of the reasoning why I think he's either a hardcore swinger or axe murderer. But I think it also adds um, a little oomph to the videos. So, yeah, shout-outs to the buffet guy. Um, I wanted to talk about that because that was the only real business idea I've had in the past four days on any level, just this guy's popularity. Obviously, I'm in some sort of rut right now when it comes to uh, being hooked into the business side of things, but uh, that'll rev back up soon. I knew this three-day weekend was coming up. Part of the plan was to kind of take it easy and have a nice chill weekend and uh, jump back into it starting this week. So I shall do that. And if you guys have a question or comment, of course, hit us up at notrocketscienceshow at gmail.com or at NRS underscore show on Twitter or Insta. All right, guys. I hope you guys had a great Memorial Day. If you went to the beach, I hope you had a better time at the beach than I did. If you didn't, I hope you guys did more than just watch people stuff their face at Vegas buffets all weekend. 
But either way, have a good one. I am Sean. I'll see you next week, hopefully, (laughs) after this show. Jesus Christ. And that's it. Peace.